Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey everybody and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, I want to thank you all for, for listening and also for downloading or streaming or however it is that you're listening to this show. And just remind you to please uh, leave a five-star review and, um, and, and you know, it just kind of helps up the, the network and the, and the site and everything. It helps keep this thing going. And if you haven't already, consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon at uh, patreon.com backslash fightgamemedia. Lots of great content on there. We had some special stuff for the holiday week still up there, and it's kind of evergreen stuff. So especially if you like wrestling, there's a lot of really good wrestling stuff in there. And uh, not a lot of MMA, but, uh, you know, we, we try every once in a while. But uh, you've always got this show uh, every Monday on the free feed or every Tuesday. So we record Mondays. It drops on Tuesdays, of course. Uh, but, uh, Ryan, uh, we had a uh, kind of a, a slow weekend, obviously, no UFC. But uh, you watched the PFL, uh, which when we talked last week, you weren't planning to, but you found a way, and a legal way. Um, I did not watch the show. I was planning on watching the prelims, but they were not available in Canada. Um, although they may have been live on the website. I'm not sure, but I wasn't in a position where I could watch the show live, and there, it was not archived at all. So I did not get to see any of it. I did hear about the main event, uh, Larissa Pacheco, one in mass decision over Kayla Harrison. Um, by all accounts, that was the right call. She didn't get screwed or anything. She just got beat by a better fighter. Larissa Pacheco was talking a lot of shit all week. And I kind of like watching this go down and thinking like, you're, you know, you're probably going to get beat. And no, like she, she won. So Ryan, you watched the show uh, to tell us about it and uh, tell us if it was worth $50 and uh, all that other stuff. I know you didn't pay $50. I'll start, but... off, I'll start off with the disclaimer. I probably spent more than $50, but I did not watch it at home. I watched it at a bar without oh, sound. Oh, gotcha. Without, okay. Without you spent sound. $50, just not. I probably spent show. more between yeah. drinks, drinks yeah. and eating than I probably spent on the show. But but I was busy Friday, you know, yeah. shopping shopping and all that. There was, I mean, I didn't even get home. I I wouldn't have gotten home in time for the start if I didn't go somewhere. And in fact, I didn't even get to where I was until the Jeremy Stevens fight. So, so but anyway, but I got there in time for the pay-per-view. Yeah, you know, I didn't score, score any fights because I didn't have any sound and a lot of people around sometimes, you know, you get a little distracted from seeing things. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a hundred percent focused like I am during UFC yeah, shows. Of course. Yeah. Shows, yeah. but yeah. But for what I saw, you know, very good competitive fight between Pacheco and Harrison. And uh Pacheco definitely looked like she won the fight. You know, she most of the times when I was I was looking up, she was very clearly in control. And I mean she's this is her what, third shot at Kayla and uh at least and, uh, yeah maybe yeah fourth. yeah third or fourth time they've they fought and Pacheco has just gotten better and better and better and you know maybe Harrison maybe Kayla didn't take it as seriously as she could have could have because she you know it's like oh here's this girl I've beaten you know you know several times you know and you know maybe the million dollars didn't matter that much to her because she was probably making a million dollars regardless so yeah. uh so but yeah I mean I mean that's a big win for Pacheco and not really good for Kayla. Kayla, I know there were some people, including you know everyone's, you know, so so-called top MMA journalist saying that this <laughs> that this loss doesn't hurt her. It absolutely hurts her. Yeah, it it, uh, it does because the whole idea of selling her on fighting Cyborg or Nunez is like is like you say Amanda Nunez. This is the best best female fighter of all time. The UFC sells her like that. Now you bring in Kayla Harrison, undefeated Olympic Olympic Olympian. Like that's her toughest test. She's got lost now. That hurts it. Same thing with doing if Bellator wanted to promote it, you know, with Cyborg. You can always 
puts that cyborg's greatest female fighter of all time. But there's this Kayla Harrison, undefeated Olympian, but she's no longer undefeated. So yeah, the loss absolutely hurts her future. And the other thing is people can now go ahead and play, you know, MMA math. Um, you know, she, she, this was actually, you know, she's had a tough time, Kayla, with you know, Larissa looking back at the record and two fights went to a decision. Uh, the, the only, um, I believe that might be the only two Kayla Harrison fights that have gone to a decision. Um, uh, just look, I don't know. She had the one with Marina Moctana as well, but she had two decisions with, with, uh, Larissa Pacheco and then, um, Pacheco though, got knocked out by Macy Chason. On, on the ultimate fighter she got knocked out by jermaine durandamy she got knocked out by duress uh jessica andrage and she just beat kayla harrison so if you're doing your mma math and you know and you get in trouble when you look at you know the one and one but that's three <laughs> three ufc fighters that knocked this girl out and she just beat kayla harrison so how yeah. good is kayla harrison that was also a long time ago and people not that long hey. ago uh, i mean what four years four years i mean uh, yeah. I mean, but the, the Andrade knockout was... Yeah, the Andrade knockout was eight years ago. Yeah, that, I mean, that was yeah, a long time the, ago. The randomly was almost eight years ago now. But then so. who has she beat? You know, like, I mean, she she beat Sarah Kaufman by decision. Carol, Carol Hosa, Jim yeah. Fabian. I mean, she's PFL. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's what I mean. At, like, you got look to yeah. look at it this way. There's not a lot of lightweight fighters. No, in, that's in the other thing, world, yeah. So. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's part of it. And, you know, with Kayla, I mean, it's going to be tough for her to get down to 145 anyways. So a cyborg fight was probably maybe going to be at a catch weight, yeah, maybe at 145. She's beaten Irina. I mean, if you look at, I mean, she's only lost to Andrade, Deirdre, and Kayla twice. And now she has yeah. a win over Kayla. So she's yeah. not a bad fighter at all. No, no, no. I, and I'm not saying like she's bad, but it's just like she's how good is Kayla? You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. And and I, I mean, you watch her beat. It's kind of like Rhonda, you know, when she was coming up. You know, she's beaten everybody they put in front of her. But then, you know, she lost to Holly Holm. And then she lost to Amanda Nunez. And then all of a sudden people start questioning, well, how good was she when she was at her peak? Was she was she just a one-trick pony? And, yeah, it was a pretty good trick. But, um, you know, and I'm, I'm of the one, you know, I think she was, you know, really, really good. And she just ran into somebody that had game planned for her for like eight years. And, yeah, uh, and you know, just and then, had a bad, had a bad, bad night. Yeah, and then and then Nunez was just, you know, she was the best. Yeah, and I mean, and getting better. So yeah, um, I mean, and, and, and the way Kayla was talking before the fight, it almost felt like maybe in her mind this was a foregone conclusion, and it ended up not yeah. being. You know, so yeah, I saw her interview leading up to it, and she clearly was not taking Pacheco seriously. Um, or at least that's the way she was playing it, whether or not she actually was, who knows, but you know, she's, she's, she knows the game too. She's a good promo and she knows how to build a fight. And she's probably trying to make people think that, you know, she, maybe that she kind of like a reverse psychology thing, like, Oh, I'm not taking her seriously. So that maybe people will think that, you know, I'm vulnerable, but yeah, I don't, like, I mean, you know, they do a rematch. Like, I don't think there's like a tremendous amount of interest in the rematch because Pacheco won the first one. It's PFL. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and then for her to go, you know, to bring in Cyborg, I mean, yeah, you know, bringing in Cyborg is going to be something of a big deal. But, I mean, I don't think it matters at this point whether she fights either one of them. I get Kayla's a little bit bigger fight, but it's not like I don't think they're going to sell 50,000 buys or even 25,000. I don't think they're going to go on pay-per-view again. I'd be shocked. I mean, what will – we're not going to hear a number. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we haven't even heard a UFC number all year. So it uh, tells you that it tells tells you a lot. So yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, this thing. I mean, like I said, if it did five thousand buys, I'd I'd be surprised. Um, how was the rest of the show? I mean, from what, like I said, like I said, a lot of a lot of distractions, but uh, very good from what I saw. Uh, uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier's knockout of Stevie Ray in the second round was a. Uh, very exciting knockout. Brendan Lofnane and Bubba Jenkins had a very good fight. Very good fight. Brendan Lofnane won it in the fourth round. Fourth round after he, you know, from what I saw, he had been winning pretty solidly the, ent the entire fight. Fight and you know finished Bubba Jenkins with a knee and some punches, punches, and then uh, you know, uh, Rob Wilkinson and anti however you say the same guy finishes. You know, they won a million dollars. Uh, Aspen Lad. You know, close decision over Julia Bud. I didn't see a ton of that fight. For what I saw, it didn't look all that, you know, exciting. And then sure. on the prelims, you had a uh, Shaman Marias knocking out Marlon Marias in the third round after Marias had 
very clearly won the first two rounds and was looking well on his way to winning. And then, you know, Marlon's chin. chin Five in a know. row for him now. Dude. Yeah, and it was very clear whenever his UFC run was done, was over, that his chin was done. And, you know, that's when that's gone, you know, it doesn't matter if you take six months off or a year off or, you know, that doesn't come back once it's gone. Yeah. And it looks to be gone. And, you know, I think that was, you know, he said he wasn't enjoying his time in the UFC at the end, probably because he was getting knocked out. <laughs> I can't imagine he's enjoying his time right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, I, I watched the show without out sound, so it's hard to get a good read. Good read. I know when it first started. Here you are. You haven't. You're asking people to pay fifty bucks for a pay per view. You're for a PFL pay per view. You're probably not getting a lot. You spend the first fifteen to twenty minutes with Wiz Khalifa doing a musical performance. Like people oh didn't. God. People didn't come come to see that. There was still pacing issues. Pacing issues. Long time. You know, if you've. If you've watched any PFL show before, this is no yeah. different. This is no different when it comes to pacing and timing. It felt it felt like a really long show. Well, seven fights, all five – well, no, they weren't all five-rounders. Um, six of the seven were five-rounders, and three of them went five rounds. Two of them I'm, went, two of them went five uh, I got, I'm looking at three. The Aspen-Lad uh, fight went to the decision. Oh, you're right. That was only three rounds. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and then another one went four rounds. Um yeah, because we got yeah, Sadabusai and um the main event and but yeah, and seven fights and a concert. Oh my god, that thing must have been like four and a half hours long. Um yeah, I remember getting home after midnight. That's all wow. And it started at uh seven what, o'clock. Seven, seven. Wow, yeah, yes, four and a half hours. Um, and then one thing we didn't mention last week, um, but uh, uh Muhammad Ali's grandson was on the card, uh Biago Ali Walsh and uh his PFL debut, amateur fighter still, but he got a nice knockout win, 45 seconds into the first, second straight knockout. So, um, you know, that's that's a little bit of a story, I suppose. But. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of issues during the week that PFL had had going into the show. Apparently, at the at the weigh-ins, the commission was late, so oh, the wow. fighters had to fighters had to hold off on weighing in, which didn't make some of the fighters very happy. They just, they just got on the scale. Like we're not, we're tired of waiting. Like, you know, telling, telling dehydrated fighters that, Hey, you know, this is what time you're supposed to weigh in and then tell them, Hey, it might be 30 more minutes to an hour when they're ready to rehydrate and get, get liquids and food in them. That doesn't, that doesn't mix well. And then, and then there was an issue with the media credentials where, where I guess PFL approved more people than they actually had than the, uh, Hulu Theater actually had space for them, so they were. Oh wow! They were. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they were telling people that were credentialed for the show and who had done weigh-ins, press conferences. They sent an email the morning of the show telling them, "Tell them, hey, uh, we have to pull your credential due to space, but you can buy a ticket to the show." They didn't even oh. offer people tickets. They're they telling them they could buy them for the show. So some people oh, were making a big God. deal out of this on on social media. I know one guy who. Who drove there, paid all of his own expenses. He left, and uh, PFL apparently sent him an email reimbursing him for his trip and offering oh. to pay for a trip next next time. And they, you know, there were, it, it kind of blew up early Friday morning on social media. So much so, so much so that you know, about two out two hours after coming out, suddenly, oh, we got enough space for everybody. So oh, funny how that works out. Well, considering they probably only sold about you know 500 tickets yeah um, well i mean the, i think it was i think it was issues with like whatever room they were using backstage yeah. didn't have enough room for all the people they created and they don't do the cage side thing like ufc they do for some people oh, oh okay so they um there there's another fighter that kind of interesting to me i don't know if you know anything about her uh she was on the prelims this dakota Dicheva uh flyweight seven and oh and looking at her record six stoppages five of them in the first round um and she's from the uk and she's only 24 years old um i i can't imagine ufc is not going to try to snap her up uh the first chance they get i mean um, i get i guess i didn't i didn't see her fight so yeah, okay really yeah it, was, it looks like it's it. probably the first second fight you know yeah. after the uh the ali fight but um yeah so that was the uh, pfl obviously no uh no viewership numbers because uh, it's ESPN Plus, and uh, not that there would be much, anyways. Uh, you know, this was on Friday against college football, and uh, you know whatever else is going on on a holiday weekend. Um, 
you know, and uh, I saw it. We They were offering it on my pay-per-view. And funny thing is, they offered the PFL, but the first time ever that I, I can recall that the, the WWE pay-per-view on Saturday was not on actual pay-per-view here. Um, they, um, they, they had a boxing pay-per-view and on instead. And usually they, it's funny because on my, the way I have my, my, my PVR and my channel guide set up, the WWE network and the pay-per-view channel are back to back. So I can either record it for free on the WWE channel, or I could pay whatever they charge for their pay-per-views, 60 bucks, I think to pay for it. It's, it's like an IQ test, um, <laughs> because it's the same show. And I imagine some people are buying it, but. Um, no, there's like 10, 20,000 people that are still buying. Yeah, in the States. So that's probably means like a thousand in Canada. But even with, I doubt if it's even that, because like I say, you can order it as a channel. So I think the main reason that some people still order it in the States is because they can't get the network. They don't have good enough internet. And um, whereas, whereas here, I mean, you can get the network on your T on your cable. So it's literally, it's as easy to watch it on the network as it is to order it, except it's free. So, um, anyways, the, uh, yeah, so that was PFL. Um, and, uh, I guess they're done for the year. They'll be back next year, you know, more tournaments, I'm sure. And more new signees of people that, uh, UFC doesn't want and, uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, that was that. And then there's some minor stuff this coming week. If you're really into, uh, UFC or into MMA, there's, there's a unified or eternal MMA show on fight pass, unified MMA, um, that Octagon, I think, is on. And one FC is on Prime. They got another show, but I, it's not even worth previewing. I looked at the card, and there's like nobody on it. Um, on uh, I think it's Friday. Uh, it's the fifth one on Amazon Prime. So I don't know. I wonder how those are doing. I I always look for the viewership numbers because I know they track them, but they they don't make the top 150. So um, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, they were barely making the top 150 on TNT after Dynamite. True, true, yeah, yeah, and and this is Amazon Prime. Although the NFL is doing real well on there, so yeah, but um, NFL is a whole different beast. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm surprised. I, I mean, even with the NFL being a different beast, like it's surprising how many people, especially young people, are are streaming that game instead of watching it on cable. So, um, but I think it's because everybody's got Prime, and you know, well, a lot of I mean, people don't have cable. So. I mean, the game's only on Prime. It's not on cable on Thursdays. Was that the thanks for Thanksgiving too? Um, uh, Thanksgiving, all all three games were on cable. There was no Amazon Prime okay. game, right? But they were they were streaming. So I I know like what I had seen was a lot of people streamed those games on I guess you know the various platforms, Fox. Yeah, CBS, yeah, whatever. yeah. I mean, like you know, if uh, if you subscribe to NBC, NBC, you can also stream the game on Peacock, you right? Know. You and, know, and it's, Fox it's kind has of, it's, FS. It's the, same, it's the same thing, like like with Paramount Plus, whatever game is showing on your local CBS channel, you can also stream on Paramount Plus. Right. It's, so I guess a lot really, of people, it's not anything different. So a lot of people were choosing the stream though, because they set a record for for um for like something like was it forty seven million for one of the games? Something 42, like that? 42 million for forty two million. Forty two. But that was on, but that was the Cowboys Jack. Cowboys, that, yeah. That was on a uh, cable or, or yeah. Fox Network. Yeah. And that, but that's usually like uh Cowboys usually do like twenty to twenty five. So forty two like is Cal- I mean, huge. I mean, their their Thanksgiving games do do thirty. I mean, they've been close 30. to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but forty two I mean, is insane. Cowboys are the draw. <laughs> Absolutely. Even and they're not bad this year. So. Uh, um, all right, but we we also have, of course, uh, UFC. Uh, they're back on the road uh, in Orlando at the Amway Center. So two weeks in a row, we're going to get uh, uh, UFC on the road because we got the uh, pay per view the following week. Uh, and this is the one that uh, kind of a, I, I think it's an interesting fight. Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland at welterweight. Um, this one just kind of came together not that long ago, if I, if I remember right. It just kind of – I remember when you sent me the message about it, and I didn't even realize it was, uh, it was a, a card that was going to be in front of people. Um, I wonder if this one's going to sell out or if this is going to break it's, the streak. It's, uh, it's very close to selling out. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty deep card, um, you know. Um, you you know like right I through mean, the prelims. MSG didn't even become an official sellout till like the day of the show. So I think okay. this is I think this is gonna be the same thing. I think there's like less than a thousand tickets, and so by the time I would imagine by the, the time the are, show show tickets starts. are probably pretty reasonably priced. I would assume for for this show. Yeah, for five nights they were. Yeah. Are. Um, but yeah, because we got you know Rafael Desanos and the co-main. We've got Taito Ivasa, you know who cannot. I don't think he legally should be allowed to fight in in the Apex ever again. 
um and you know you've got like angela hill on the prelims clay guida mike mark d mark d Acassi, and michael johnson i mean you're gonna go through the whole card but like this card is deep yeah um is is. yeah so uh but the main event i mean it's uh you know kevin holland is is he ranked at welterweight yet no 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 i didn't think so but he's but only had thompson's the, top he's only guy, had right? the uh he uh thompson's like tied for six something like okay. six seven hey i mean holland's technically only had the one fight at welterweight because the the Chenea fight was, you know, that yeah, catch weight, catch weight, yeah, so yeah, two fights beat, at welterweight, yeah. two fights at welterweight. Sorry, so he beat, he wins this, he's going to get in the rankings and oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, and uh, Thompson is, you know, a longtime contender, two-time title challenger. Um, uh, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a big fight, biggest fight of Holland's career, I think. I mean, I guess technically the comms that fight would be, but that was last notice, last minute yeah. notice, and everything, and. Obviously, I don't think you know you hold it against him that he lost. If he would have won, it would have been huge. But yeah, I mean, um, as, as far as the fight, he's had full preparation for it. Yeah, yeah. This this one probably over the Jockery fight is you know biggest fight, first main event. Yeah, first UFC main event. Which I mean, it's been a long time coming for uh, yeah. Kevin Holland on that on that well, stage. Second long time event. in terms third, third of, main no. event. Sorry, third main event. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was his first main event. Yeah, because he's had, I think, uh, at least one of the the, other. He had the Brunson and the Vittori fights. Both of those were were like short notice things. I was going to say, yeah, this was the first one maybe that was actually like scheduled, like, you know, booked in advance that was originally intended to be the main event of whatever show it was on. Like, um, and, uh, and, and yeah, you say a long time. I mean, he really hasn't even you know, in the UFC for that long, but he's had a lot of fights. I mean, since we've done this show, I think I bet you Kevin Holland's fought more than anybody. Probably has. Um, yeah. And he and he's coming into this fight off a uh a uh you know a very long two day retirement. So I mean, <laughs> so I mean just remember, yeah. remember that. He was retired, you know, yeah. you know, for a couple of days there. But uh, well he lost to a guy that was retired too. Wasn't wasn't Combs that retired for a while too? I, uh, I don't know. Who, who yeah. knows? I mean, yeah. there's so many guys well, who say they're well, retired. They're retired when they're not. Tell you saw that they're retired when they when they may really really be not. But you know, well, we'll get into we'll get that, that later. later. Yeah, later. But um, yeah. Stephen Thompson, so- Stephen Stephen Thompson. Yeah, two straight losses. Uh, but maybe he's got maybe he's got a. I think he's got maybe a secret weapon for Kevin Holland this weekend. He's uh, you do eh? Yeah, yeah. Jack Black is going to be walking with Stephen. Oh wow! At Octagon. Oh my God! Is he going to be singing? I don't know if he's going to be singing, but I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen videos lately of of Jack Black and Stephen Thompson training together, and Jack Black showing 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 Wonder Boy some some karate tricks. So, well, the song, right? That's like yeah, that's that's the song. I mean, that's that's like a perfect that's like a perfect friendship right there. Yeah, like like the two of the nicest guys in the world right there together. Yeah, so Wonder Boy. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great if he kind of sung sung them down to the. Yeah. On that, you know, oh, he uh, has to. He has to. Um, yeah, the promotional <laughs> malpractice. If he doesn't, I but should, I, I, should send, I should send somebody, somebody in PR a message to be like, "Hey, if Jack Black's really walking down with them, you know, they should have him sing give the him a song. mic. Yeah, give him the, give him the guitar and the mic. Give him yeah. a guitar and a headset and have him sing it, sing him get, down. Get Kyle, Gla- get Kyle Gas out there too. I mean, yeah, you can, Kyle Gas. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know that you need Kyle Gas. I mean, yeah. it's Tenacious D. I mean, it's an, yeah. Tenacious D is fucking awesome. But but yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you just had just Jack Black, yeah, you know, you know it's, that's still um, cool. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To the fight, though, um, I do think that Kevin Holland 
this is a really good matchup for him because yeah. he always has a hard time with people taking him down, and I don't think that's going to happen with Thompson. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he deals with the Thompson's, you know, striking. You know, right? Yeah, Thompson still has that. He, yeah, he got beat. I mean, two guys that beat him in his last two fights, Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. I mean, both of them, both of those guys wrestled Thompson to the mat. So he, so and you know, Holland's strategy, you know, should be to wrestle him to the mat. Matt, we'll see how good his wrestling is now. His, his takedowns were good against Tim Means. Obviously, Kamzat just steamrolled him, so we can kind of just throw that yeah. out the book. But, uh, out you the know, book. Be, but uh, Holland's good on his feet, too, so I think this is a very intriguing main event. Holland's never been knocked out. Nope. I, I just looked at his record. He's been submitted a few times, uh, but never knocked out. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, you know, he could easily lose a decision. I mean, he could get knocked out. I mean, you know, he's probably never fought a striker. Well, comms that might be, but, um, you know, a striker of, you know, a technical striker as, as good as Stephen Thompson. So, uh, but, but Holland is, is fast and powerful at, at welterweight. And uh, yeah, this, I'm super intrigued by this one. And, uh, you know, we're not, we don't root, but I, it's hard to root against either guy. You know, so I think either way, you know, the UFC's in, in a good spot, you know, no, no matter who wins. But I think for Holland, he kind of almost has to win. Um, I don't think for Thompson, like, I don't think he loses. I mean, he's, ne- he's not going to be a title contender again, I don't think. So even if he loses to Holland, he's still going to be in the top 10. But, you know, and if he beats Holland, it's not like he really gains anything from it. Um, whereas Holland, if he doesn't beat Thompson, like, that's that's tough for him. So. Yeah, I mean, if Holland doesn't win this fight, he's probably just, I mean, I don't know that he'll ever contend. He might just be a gatekeeper, a guy yeah, who like you a Nico Price. You know, I, like, I mean, above that level, a guy who you could put put on, you know, in the main events well, yeah. on, on these ESPN and ESPN Plus shows or have him be on uh main card, you know, kind of like a tie to, to Ivasa to an extent. Yeah. To yep. an extent, and the guy who might not ever fight for a title, but a guy you're going to want around because because he's going to have exciting fights and he can talk and he's very entertaining and mm-hmm. and people like him. So yeah. maybe like a like a modern day Cerrone, like that yeah. sort of yeah. Sort of Cerrone guy. fought for titles though, so yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Jim Miller maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, and then yeah, co-main event mentioned coach former champion Rafael Dos Anjos and Brian Barberina. You know, uh, a welterweight, uh, you know, these guys have both fought uh, lightweight before, but they've, uh, you know, they're kind of established welterweights now. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, again, you know, big fight for Barbarina, you know, coming off the win over Robbie Lawler and Matt Brown before that um, get, gets gets a chance to basically knock out a third straight legend. Um, and Dos Anjos looked good in his last fight. So until I he, uh, until he got knocked out, but until he got knocked out, but yeah, you know, he was okay. But, he was he was competitive against Rafael. He was holding his own against Fiziev. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I almost Fizy. forgot he lost. Like Fiziev is probably a biz, bigger physical physically than Barbarina is. Yeah, yeah, so, which is yeah. crazy because I think hasn't Fiziev fought at like featherweight? Um, no, no, I think he's just been lightweight. Oh, is he okay? At least in but, the UFC, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is I, I a super intriguing fight as well. I mean, Brian Barberina always has exciting fights. I mean, his two fights this year with Matt Brown and Robbie Law are two of the most exciting UFC fights of the year of the year. So I don't see how this will be disappointing. Disappointing. Uh, Dos Anjos is he's a huge favorite, and I really think you get, there is some value in Barberina. Just oh yeah, Barberina is yeah. so tough, and yeah. now Dos Anjos has gotten to the point where you know he's. You know he's jumping up and down weight classes now, and his chin, chin is starting to uh, fade a touch. I don't, I don't, it's hard to say. Fizia hits hard, and it wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't like he got knocked out completely cold. But uh, but yeah. When you, but, when you say value, he's almost a three to one, he's a three to one favorite. There's no way that Barbarino is less than a three to one underdog. Yeah, I mean, so, there's tons uh, of. Yeah. Tons of betting value on Barbarina, yeah. Barbarina, and I'm not, I'm not the betting guy that Paul, Paul yeah. is, but yeah, but oh, I, I I'm pretty much guaranteed I'm putting money on Barbarina. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, this is this is an exciting fight. I mean, the entire main card, in my opinion, is exciting. So the entire card 
is exciting. So Thompson and Holland is a pick'em, which is a little surprising. I thought of Holland uh, would be a bit of an underdog. But... Uh, no, I mean Thompson's two and two and four in his last six. Yeah, that's so. probably why. Yeah, but uh, so uh, why don't you uh, give us our three fights to watch? And I mean, you're going to go through the card. There, we could talk about a number of these fights, yeah. and and you know, and you will, but. Uh, grab three and this is a big card 15 this, fights yeah right now. and there's there's a lot that can go into these three fights to watch absolutely yeah uh first one is a main card fight flyweight fight but they is nicolau against matt chanel uh nicolau has been on a tear uh he's ever since he got back to ufc all he's done is win he's won three straight five straight overall his only ufc loss in his two stints or was to dustin ortiz he beat John Moraga, Luis Smolka, Manel Cobb, Tim Elliott, David Dvorak. This is his chance to get in the title picture. And Matt Schnell, exciting flyweight fighter. You know, he's he's up and down in his career. He wins some, wins some, loses some. Uh, he's coming off uh, that great fight with Sue Muderzi and uh, on that Long Island card, one of the best fights of the year. Year, uh, you know, where he where he almost got finished, and then he came back and won in the second round, round after almost after basically being knocked out on his feet. So, I think that's going to be a super exciting fight. Uh, second one, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this will end up being a good fight for him, but I had to put Ty Tuivas and Sergey Pavlovich yeah. on my fight to watch just because you know what you're getting with Ty. He's he's either gonna He's either going to stumble and get himself submitted or possibly knocked out, or he's going to have a brutal knockout win and be doing shoes afterwards, and it's going to be entertaining. Uh, Pavlovich is very, very good. He's 16-1 and one with his lone loss coming to Alistair Overeem, which was his UFC debut. I mean, not many guys are going to beat Alistair Overeem in their UFC debuts. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, four straight wins, four straight knockout wins all in the first round. He's got, one of them against Derek Lewis. Yeah, that one was controversial, though. You know, yeah. that was that was the one where Darren Miragliata, you know, kind of stopped it early because Lewis, you know, fell to his knees and got right back up, right back up. You know, that was the one that everybody was talking about with Derek Lewis. Maybe you give him a little bit more time, but yeah, I mean, I, I see a finish in this fight, and you know, for the fans' sake, because he's so popular, you know, Chewies. Hopefully, that'll be the theme of the night. And my third fight, I'm going to go down to the prelims, and there's so many of them. But I want yeah. to point out this fight. It's a women's flyweight fight, Tracy Cortez and Amanda Hebus. Uh, Cortez lost her first career fight, which many argue that she won, but she's won 10 straight since then. Uh, 4-0 in the UFC, coming off of you know, all decisions, looking for a first finish, uh, but you know, coming off a win over Melissa Gatto and uh, Hebus, uh, you know, she's she's been up and, you know, came in. UFC strong, you know, won her first four fights, got wins over Mackenzie Dern, Paige Van Zandt. It's just one and two in her last three fight, three fights as she's, you know, been jumping from flyweight to strawweight. This is her second straight flyweight fight, coming off a loss over Caitlin Chikagian. But, uh, yeah, that one's very early kind of on the show. So, so, uh, but it's a very good, uh, you know, flyweight fight there. One of uh, Tracy Cortez's wins uh, in Invicta was against Aaron Blanchfield, yeah. who is, you know, one of the top, contenders right now or yeah you know, prospects anyways yeah and a lot of people thought blanchfield won that fight you know yeah but still i mean it's uh you know that's uh, she's a chase cortez one of the more underrated uh prospects in in yeah. the sport the future and, the future mrs brian ortega yeah yeah, yeah. cool um you know what um i did i was doing my homework and i got through 10 of the 15 fights and i didn't i didn't do most of the main card uh so i don't have roi picks although i will say uh, i'm gonna be putting money on barbarana for sure and probably to ivasa and uh i think um probably mateus nicolau just yeah. would be my three uh, picks yeah uh clay guida is an underdog i know that for yeah i know that uh but but I I looked at him and and value's not there yeah. in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, so you're going, I, what I you're going value wise. So yeah. yeah yeah. What I want to do though is I, I want to pick three uh, fights too. So okay. I'll start with uh, the strawweight fight that's going to open the show. Uh, Yasmin uh, Jaragui and Estela Nunez, and of course Yasmin is coming off that big fight in San Diego. Uh, where she fought uh, the, I think the other Jasmine, you know, one's Jasmine, Jasmine one's yeah. Jasmine, yeah. But yeah. nine and zero, oh, uh, one of the younger fighters on the roster at uh, twenty three, 
And, uh, you know, that's somebody that UFC's got big hopes for. And it's interesting that they put her on this card with fans again. Um, you know, so I, I would keep an eye on her. Can, uh, can, I say one, can I say yeah. something real quick? I wish that fight wasn't the opener because I think they have something with Yaraguay. I mean, especially with her, with her great showing and, you know, that first fight and being teammate, teammates with Brandon Marino and being a potential star in the Mexican market. She should have been higher up on the card, but it's just. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you could have, you could easily put this on. I don't know about the main card, but yeah, definitely, you know, maybe switch this in the Angela Hill fight. Like, I don't know. Um, It's tough. tough. This is a very loaded card. It's a very loaded card. Um, I will go with uh, Darren Elkins and Jonathan Pierce as my next one. Uh, Featherweight fight. I mean, Elkins fights are always great. Um, You know, he just takes, you know, Darren the damage, takes a lot of damage. And uh, Jonathan Pierce, you know, comes off that big win over Mr. Finland and three stoppage wins in his last four fights. Six stoppage wins in his last seven wins. Um, so, you know, that's that's an exciting fighter right there. And then the other one is, uh, I think I briefly touched on it earlier, uh, lightweight fight, Michael Johnson and Mark Diakisi, um, you know, two veterans, Johnson, you know, fighting forever, 20 and 18, but, you know, against the top, top competition, kind of a must win, you know, coming in, losing five of his last six. I mean, I don't think he's in any danger of getting cut, but you never know. Um, you know, that Michael Johnson seems like the kind of guy that would probably walk into PFL and win one of those tournaments. Um, but, uh, you know, and, uh, Mark D Casey, you know, kind of a bit of a rough stretch with two losses to the Raphael's, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and bounced back with two decision wins. So I, I'm kind of interested in that fight. And Michael Johnson is a bit of an enigma. Sometimes his fights are really great. Sometimes they're not, but I have a feeling he's gonna be motivated here. So hopefully it's a good fight. Okay, Sounds so good. take us through the rest of the card. Okay, the entire show is uh, on ESPN, also stream on the ESPN Plus. But all college 50, football's over, right? Uh, kind of, except well, for the well, bowl games. Well, no, the this weekend's championship weekend. Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, but all like the big conferences have deals with like CBS, Fox, gotcha. yep. Fox. I think ABC has, has some, but as far as like ESPN, they have. They have like the Mac title game and like a Division Two title game, but okay, nothing in prime time. But but right. yeah, the 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 first December show always seems to end up on ESPN. So okay, anyway, uh, starts at seven Eastern time with the prelims. And the main cards at ten Eastern time. So this is kind of pay per view pay per view start times yeah. start times. But uh, yeah, kicks off with the uh, women's strawweight fight Yasmin Yaraguay against Estela Nunez. Uh, they can, then uh, we have a featherweight fight Marcelo Arroyo. Against Francis Marshall, I think Marshall is one of the youngest fighters on the roster. On the roster, he uh, he he had a very good showing on the Contender Series, which got him signed, and uh, he's definitely a guy to look out for in the in the future. And this is his debut debut. They kind of set him up, you know. Rojo's good, but he's like I think he's lost both of his UFC fights. So, yeah. So this is feels like a feels like a showcase for Marshall. Then we have a lightweight fight, uh, Nathan Levy against Gennaro Valdez. Then we have the women's flyweight fight, Tracy Cortez against Amanda Hebas. Featherweight fight, Aaron Elkins against Jonathan Pierce. Lightweight fight, Michael Johnson against Mark DeCasey. And then uh, then we have lightweight fight, Hall of Famer Clay Guida against uh, Scott Holtzman, who hasn't fought in, you know, since April of last year. Or so Hot sauce. Two, yeah, two veterans right there. That should be a good fight. Then uh, women's strawweight fight, Angela Hill against Emily Ducote. Uh, that should be a good fight. Uh, then uh, capping off the prelims, welterweight fight, uh, the always exciting Nico Price against Phil Rowe. And yeah. then uh, main card kicks off middleweight fight, Eric Anders against Kyle Dawkins. Another middleweight fight, Jack Hermanson. Uh, he's fighting Roman Dolize. Uh, Hermanson was supposed to fight Derek Brunson, but Brunson pulled out uh, with an injury, and Dolize t- t- is taking this fight like – Literally, like on a week's notice. So, uh, so a big spot for him. Uh, and then fights we've already talked about heavyweight fight, Ty Tuivas against Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, then flyweights, Matthias Nikolaou against uh, Matt Schnell. Then the two welterweight fights, Brian Barberina against Rafael Dos Anjos. And then the Wonder Boy against Big Mouth main event right there. Wonder Boy. Yeah, love it. Uh, there's some great entrance songs on this show. Um, oh, no, you know what? I was thinking of, uh, 
Kyle's brother, uh, Chris Daukus, has uh, comes out as one of my favorite entrances. Well, you know, Ty, Ty will come out to something ridiculous because he always he always comes out to like Barbie Girl or yeah or uh, I'm you know or just a girl or girls just want to have fun. Maybe yeah. maybe give him some Avril Lavigne this time or something. Yeah. <laughs> Skater boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I could see that <laughs> actually. Uh, yeah, Kyle's brother Chris, he comes out to one of my favorites, the uh, sweet song, uh, "Fox on the Run." But uh, I, I can't remember what Kyle's entrance is. Clay Guido um, probably come out to my hero. He usually yeah, does. Yeah, I've uh, this one. I'm gonna have to watch. Like, I might even it might be Sunday morning before I watch this one because um, my my it's my wife's birthday on Saturday, so we're going out for supper and probably won't get back till a little late. And then I don't know what else I'm gonna have to you know <laughs> put put the kid to bed and everything. But um, yeah, it should be a fun show. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and they've got, you know, I mean, unless you're a big college football fan, like they no no wrestling this weekend and no other big MMA. So it's uh, pretty much just UFC and uh, they got a nice big card for that. And then we get the pay-per-view next week. So um, and then it's uh, there's one more show after the pay-per-view and then a month off. Right. Yeah. Three, three Saturdays. I'm almost a month, close to a month. Yeah. Is it? OK. Yeah. And well, for me, it's going to be five weeks, but we'll, we'll get into that at a later time. Um, all right. So uh, that that is that. So now we have uh, the question of the week and you left it up to me. Yeah. So, so I have no I have no idea what you're going to. Yeah. Here, so, so and, and honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit worried that this might actually play into uh, one of one of your things. I just got to check the date on this. Uh, OK, no, no, it doesn't. OK, so. Uh, question of the week. Uh, UFC has a card uh, in in uh, uh, England coming up. I guess it's probably going to be UFC 286, right? Um, and that is on your list of news items. So my question to you, obviously the main event is for that show is going to be Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. What else are you putting on that card to fill it up and to get uh, gate – you know, to, to you know, to get a nice big gate out of London again, or or no, this will be in Cardiff. Um, uh, the location to to be determined. Oh, okay. I thought I heard Cardiff, but maybe, yeah, maybe that's just being the, considered. It's been it's been, it's, in, it's in the talks. I don't think. Okay, so question: Would you you know, what would you put on there? Or the other question is: Does it even matter if you have that main event and then you just fill up the rest of the card with UK fighters? Hmm. Let me think for a second. I want to lean towards it. Kind of doesn't matter as much, okay. because you're giving you're giving England England the UK a title fight, which they very rarely see, and it's also with Leon Edwards, a British champion. Champion that might be enough to just do it on its own. On its own, they have a lot of English fighters who are fighting this month. You know, namely Patty and Darren Till. It's but possible. this month, this is we're talking four months from now. And so. we're talking about mid March here. It's yeah. possible some of those guys would be ready to turn around and fight again. It's also possible do, some of them. Arnold Allen have won. anything booked right now? Uh he uh he he won't he hasn't said this publicly, but Ariel Hawani reported he had a hand injury, which is why oh, okay. he okay. which is why he wasn't in in the interim title fight. Oh, but right. Alan right. hasn't said anything about that publicly. So, so who, who and knows? Molly, but, uh, Molly could probably but, fight again if, you know, as long as she's recovered. Yeah. But I think Alan has been angling for a fight against Max Holloway, which, okay. Which, I mean, that that's a be, strong co main. That would be a great co main event right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, I mean, you throw Molly on the card, you can throw, Jack Shore. No, Shore's got a knee injury. Patty, yeah. if he gets a quick win. Patty, if he wins and he could turn around, turn around and he can do the Matt Favola fight. Yeah. Because, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to. Trying Obviously. To, they got uh, a lot of British guys. Aspinall's a long way away. Aspinall's not going to be ready by then. Yeah. So, but I think, but I think with Leon yeah. defending the title, now that's if, that's if that happens. I know fighters have been contacted about fighting on the show, and they've been told they've been told March, whatever March, the uh, two weeks after, like, after oh, two weeks, so like the seventeenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, whatever. What, yeah, I think uh, I think it's the eighteenth. Yeah, but they've been fighting. Uh, Muhammad Mukayev will probably be on the card. So 
Yeah, they got to so, get. I guess they got to do it early to to stay away from March Madness, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's first week in the March Madness. It doesn't matter in the long okay. scheme. In the long run, with ESPN Plus being the way it is now. Okay. But yeah, there's just a question I had because I was talking to somebody about it and uh, they were just asking me like, you know, what would you put on that card? And I'm like, I don't think it matters. Like, so I was, I didn't want to lead you, but for me, yeah. it was like, if they have Edwards and Usman, I don't think the rest of it matters because it'll, you know, it's all going to be UK fighters and they're all going to be over as hell. And, um, and people will be going nuts for every single one. And they're all going to feel like the biggest stars in the world until you get to the main event. And, and then yeah. Leon Edwards is going to be his huge superstar. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's all about, I think it's all about the, uh, main event and the fact that it's Edwards, I mean, it's going to sell out. It's yeah. a, and obviously it, no Connor just because of Edwards being, in obviously it. no Connor, because even if Connor was ready, he's a Vegas fighter now and he's not, you know, as, he's, a as, Ve- he's a Vegas or New York. Yeah. Or Abu Dhabi if they pay enough, I suppose. No, nah, no, nah, I don't even think Abu Dhabi. Okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, so there there we go. That was our question of the week, courtesy of me for a change. I, I get this. I get to do this about once a month, and <laughs> so far I think I'm two for two. I came up with some good questions. Well, most of the time I've been sending you run down late, and I just come yeah. up with it. So, yeah. so yeah. I got it to you early this week, so yeah. that way it gave no, me I, some time to I Well, I came up with it. Like, it's been in the back of my head. I was actually going to bring it up to talk about it on the show. So then when I saw that you had an open question of the week, I figured, out, oh, you know, I'll just use yeah. it there. But then I noticed you had UFC 286 in your news, so I was hoping I wasn't stepping on your toes. But Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. All right. So we got to talk about, and this is something that just won't go away. People won't shut up about it. I saw Luke Thomas tweet about it today. Uh, Connor and USADA. Yeah, well, it's because of Talk Connor. Talk about it, Ryan. It's because of Connor. Connor yeah. uh, was, came out and said, like, confirmed he's not in the drug testing drug testing pool, but said, like, he's he's reentering the pool, the pool, going to test test twice and then start talking about taking start talking in february about taking a fight presumably for july or so so uh yeah and of course usada won't confirm what you know they released a statement but it was their standard statement they won't confirm why connor is not in the pool not in the pool pool we know everybody on the inside regardless of whether they want to write up with this story or not or not, and most people won't touch it because because they won't get anybody on record confirming it. But everybody knows the only way to get out of that drug testing pool is to notify you side of your retirement. That's the only way out, and that's what he did. He he did that, and he he may have told UFC he's retired, but UFC did not want to. You know, you know how many times Conor McGregor has retired, only to not really be retired. Like, like, yes, oh, yeah. he knows he's not retired, retired. And I think they know the, I think they knew the drill of why he was getting out. And I don't think, I think they didn't want to publicize this whole thing. But then a lot of us, you know, started snooping around and noticing that. So it became a story, a story. And, uh, you know, we know that, yeah, he probably had to get out because of Roadhouse because he had to look a certain way <laughs> and he might have had to take some stuff that would have, not saying he's taking steroids, but there might have been some supplements that could have triggered a, you know, you know, that could have had some stuff in them that's not listed on the label, so to say, that could have triggered, triggered a positive. But uh, it's always been said that uh, you have to do it for six months. I know there's exemptions that can be made for anybody, and uh, the exemption is basically two two negative tests within like a couple of weeks of each other. And then you're back in it. So I don't know the whole deal. He's just, but this is what he's saying. And people, people are obviously not going to talk, not going to stop talking about it because a lot of the comments were, you know, Anthony Smith made a comment about, you know, of course he got out because of his leg, you know, you know, implying that Connor was going to have to, you know, take some illegal stuff to get that leg back to hundred, hundred percent. And yeah, just, it's, it's, it's an ongoing story, and it will be until Connor fights again, or he's, or until he's actually drug tested again. That was the only thing with Connor this week. He, uh, he's getting sued by his, by the goat Artem Lobov, <laughs> which is just funny. I mean, Artem Lobov is claiming that he came up with the idea of Proper Twelve, which I think Connor has kind of admitted publicly mm-hmm. in the past, and uh, supposedly, but you know, when it was getting off the ground. And looking like it was going to be successful, Connor supposedly 
offered Lobov some money, you know, a million dollars, maybe more, more minimum of a million dollars, maybe a couple million, just because, you know, he kind of admitted that, yeah, you helped with this idea and I want to give back to you, back to you. And Lobov turned it down. Then all of a sudden Connor, Connor and his business partners sell that, sell the proper 12 to the big liquor company, company, you know, for, millions and millions and millions of dollars so now all of a sudden now artem wants his piece so it's kind of he funny wants a piece. That, he wants his piece because they got hundreds of millions of dollars you know from yeah. him. so he wants his he wants you know and, more and than the couple goat. million that he got offered yeah and offered, he's a goat, so, so he, he yeah. deserves it so. uh no he doesn't but yeah take <laughs> it's what just, you can yeah it, it's your standard business thing you we yeah. hear about this we hear about this all the time somebody you know some friends come up you know, they come up with an idea together, together. It takes off the one who, the one who come up with the idea. So that was my idea. Other one offers to pay him off, pay him. Guy says no. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's your classic, like, I guess, you know, TV, TV show, show, single episode thing. <laughs> At this point, it's just a matter of coming up with a figure that they can both agree on. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We got the news. And, uh, so if you, uh, you're checking out our YouTube channel or our Twitters or anything, uh, like, was it Tuesday last week or Wednesday that it the was, news uh, broke? It was Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah. We did a breaking Wednesday. news audio because, uh, there was a change to the UFC, uh, 282 main event. Uh, if you don't know already, um, Europe Chaska has injured for, he forfeited the title. He was not stripped. And, uh, the, um, the, the, the new main event for the actual title, not the interim title, is going to be um, uh, Magomed Ankalaev and uh, Jan Blahovic. Uh, Glover Teixeira was offered a fight with at least one of them, maybe both. Yeah, I've, we got more clarifications. Okay, since we, since we did that, that's why. That's why I wanted to bring it back up. Yeah, for those who for those who listen, uh, clarification since we recorded that because more came out. Uh, uh, Glover had offered. Uh, Glover was offered Ankalaev for December 10th. And he said, because Ankalaev is a Southpaw in a different style with Yuri, he wasn't going to take the fight on December 10th, but he would have taken it at UFC 283 on January 21st. UFC told him no, because they needed the title fight for, for December 10th. Cause that was the only title fight on the card on the card. You know, obviously we talk about all the time, like UFC wants two title fights on every pay-per-view in case of a situation like this. But they were only had the one, so they needed to keep a title fight on. And they didn't even have a coat. Like, they didn't have a title. They didn't <laughs> yeah. have a main event without yeah. this. Yeah. And so Glover said, well, I'll fight Blakovich on December 10th because I fought him before. before, And, you know, I don't need to, you know, I know him. Uh, UFC said no to that fight. Uh, Ariel said said that is because of Jan's age. Age. I don't know that that. That was a true factor. Yeah, Jan's 38, Glover's 43. I think it was more so because we just saw that fight a year ago, and Glover won easily in the second round, and it's just not a not a fight people are ready to see again. It's not something people are clamoring for, clamoring for, and I think they just wanted a new face in a title fight, which they have every right to every every right to want. So, so and then when when they said no to that, it became apparent that Akalai Blakovich for the vacant title is the way to go. Yeah, so that is, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good card. I mean, it's, it'd be a really strong fight night card. Um, on, you know, that's actually not even doing it justice because honestly, the top three fights are really big. Um, they're definitely pay per view fights. Um, actually, honestly, the whole main card is solid. So we'll get into that next week. But uh, yeah, UFC 282. So just yeah, just a, a small update on what we said earlier in the week, or earlier late last week, after we recorded the show. Uh, UFC 285, what's going on there? Okay, UFC 285, March 4th, Las Vegas. Barring something happening, John Jones is going to be in the main event. That's 100%. Yeah. It's a matter of who it's against. Okay, the hope is that Naganu is ready to go, signs a new deal, and that's the fight they want. Is Naganu Jones heavyweight title fight? Eric Nixick, the uh, head coach for Extreme Couture and the head coach of Francis Nagano tweeted uh, yesterday, day before, that uh, March 4th, he said something like, March 4th is going to be an interesting day, kind of hinting that, you know, Nagano is going to be ready and he's going to he's gonna sign a deal. Okay. 
if Nagano's not a, not a, not in it, they still want Stipe, Stipe to, but they've also they've also said that we're not pursuing Stipe if he comes to us. Us, we'll talk to him. They've been trying to make that fight for six months, and as we've talked about on this show, show the holdup has always been they could not come to a deal with Stipe, and then now, unfortunately, Stipe's father passed away last oh. weekend, so that kind of throws another, you know, and he didn't live in the U.S. He, I think he still lived over in Croatia, so that kind of throws another wrench into, you know, Stipe, you know. What do you think Plan C is? Plan C is Curtis Blades. Okay. Plan C is Curtis Blades. Or Cyril Gone. Cyril Gone has been mentioned. Gone was the name I was thinking of, but I forgot Gaun, about Blades. But Blades is yeah. is is the one because they're not sure if that would be an interim title fight or not. Okay. And I think they want to hold off on Gone and Jones because because that as a heavyweight title fight could be a big fight. Yeah. So and uh, Blades has been you know he's been talking a lot about John Jones to to the point where John Jones is you know. You know, take a notice. So okay. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, I I do think at the end of the day, uh, he's. I mean, he's gonna fight. It's just, and I think it's gonna be either Nagano or Curtis Blades. Well, I'm gonna so. be in Vegas that weekend, so I guess whether or not I go to the card is gonna depend on whether or not you decide to go, because <laughs> we get one credential between the two of us, and and uh, it's you know I'll defer to you because. Uh, honestly, you have the longer standing relationship and I just soon play blackjack for four hours. Um, <laughs> what's going on with Tatiana Suarez? Uh, Tatiana Suarez, uh, the, you know, she's one of the biggest prospect, female prospects in the, in the sport, been off, you know, for a couple of years, uh, due to neck injury or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, she's looking at returning, uh, first quarter of, uh, 2023 and, uh, probably we'll hear some news on a, uh, fight being booked for pretty soon good 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 for good for her because that's somebody we've been wanting to see i think on one uh, of our on one of our uh year-end shows we real quick, picked her prob- a- real quick probably at flyweight she's been fighting okay. straw weight forever yeah. but uh probably at flyweight i think i was going to say one of our um one of our year-end shows we had picked her as a you know as a champion by the end of one of the years whenever it was because i don't think anybody thought she was gonna be out this long no yeah she's been um all right ufc 286 anything that we didn't already cover in the uh question of the week sounds like march 18th in the uk somewhere london or cardiff and uh like like i like i said you know fighters have already been told been told you know that's the day and they're already booking fights and is it is it a stadium show for sure is that what they're looking at i don't think they've locked down a venue i mean they're looking at i if it's in cardiff it's at the stadium if it ends up in london they'll be at probably at the o2 okay yeah because o2s i mean it's guaranteed sellout yeah six million dollars whatever yeah um they can do better than i think yeah i think wwe did eight at cardiff so they they could probably do 10 easy yeah um yeah um what teacher torres next up teacher torres is pregnant oh her her and raquel pennington through a through you know uh i was wondering how that worked but okay through whatever but <laughs> teacher torres she's the one carrying the child okay so she's, gonna, good. she's gonna be out for a while and uh, yeah do do early next year they announced it over thanksgiving weekend i suggest nobody nobody uh go look at comments about stuff about stuff regarding that because it'll just show you the cesspool yeah. that is the world. You know? Thank you for the warning there. So. It's you know in a way like she she was on a pretty good run. So, um, but you know this is but she lost, lost her last lost her last fight to Mackenzie Dern, which ended her win streak. So yeah, it gives her yeah now I guess, now's yeah. probably the time you know yeah. Um, but yeah, good good for them. Uh, they've for been a couple for a long time, and yeah, um, yeah, be nice for them to add an addition to their family. Yeah. And uh, oh, knucklehead Paul Paul Costa. Paul Costa says he still has not signed the contract to fight Robert Whitaker at UFC 284, despite them promoting it. And he says he won't sign the contract until he gets a new deal for more money. So of course, that's not. just of course, first, you know. He'll but but the fact that but the fact that he says he'll sign a new UFC deal when all he's been talking about is boxing and other stuff, you know that's that's I guess that's good news for the UFC. All right, and the last one, I think I actually know what this is about. Um, Bellator two ninety one because I got uh, I got the press release too, and they're doing a, a welterweight unification bout in Dublin. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the the big thing about this is, yeah, Ukrainian welterweight champion uh, yeah, Yaroslav Amosov is fighting. Uh, huh? He's finished fighting in the army, and now he's yeah. going to go fight in a cage. Yeah, yeah. He's coming. He's coming back. He's been. He's been fighting with the uh, fighting with the UK Ukraine army against Russia, but uh, he's he's uh, whatever. I think he just volunteered. And yeah. anyway, his volunteer volunteer basis is over. As that situation over there seems to be, I don't know. I haven't looked in the last few weeks. It, it seems to be going in Ukraine's favor, and yeah, maybe yeah, it's winding down, and they're trying to yeah. come up come up with a resolution i don't know the whole deal but yeah but he'll be back yeah so. um and that is uh february 25th in yeah. dublin uh and uh, guess, uh be... logan storley yeah and yeah big big fight one uh amasov's 26 and 0 storley's 14 and 1 yeah. um and uh, they also got uh pedro carvalho jeremy kennedy on that card and sinead kavanaugh former title challenger what a connor's training uh yeah. partners uh fighting uh tomato can yeah. uh janae harding dublin's um, always dublin's always a great uh yeah. crowd for bellator and i've i've heard a lot of people say that that should be like their like unofficial home you know? yeah and well it kind of almost is they seem to fight there like two or three times a year yeah yeah because the crowds are always good so there's a and and the prelims are actually pretty loaded too especially like we're like four for months bellator out. standards yeah 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 oliver Ancamp, carl moore uh Charlie Ward, Mike Shipman, uh Ileana Kalianidu, although she's kind of fallen off recently, but she was a top prospect for a while there. So um yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be on Showtime and uh Pluto TV and YouTube and uh, all the great places you can find Bellator. Um and uh and then we've got uh, some fight announcements and there's a few here. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot announced this week, but a lot of what announced were are pretty good fights. So uh, we're going to start off UFC 282 on December 10th. Ovin St. Pru is on his third different opponent. He will fight now Antonio Tricoli. He was supposed to fight Gustafson first. Gustafson got hurt. Then he was supposed to fight Felipe Lins. And then literally two days after they announced Lins, Lins was out of the fight. And now Tricoli's in the fight. So there's that. Uh, UFC fight night, December 17th. Drew Dober against Bobby Green. That should be a Ooh. really hell of a lightweight fight. And then Amir Albazi, who's supposed to fight Brandon Royville, but Royville broke his hand in training. Uh, he's going to fight Alessandro Costa in his UFC debut. Costa is a flyweight name to keep an eye on. He's a very good prospect. So that's that's another exciting addition to that to that uh, that division. Uh, first UFC fight night of the year, uh, uh, January fourteenth. Cousin Umar back. Back nice. uh, in a big fight against Rayoni Barcelos. That's a that's a big man in my fight. Uh, UFC 282 Brazil, January 21st. Neil, Ma- Neil Magny called a shot and he got it. He, uh, nice. Neil Magny against Gilbert Burns. So uh, uh, UFC fight night, February 25th, has a main event, light heavyweight fight. And, uh, Nikita Krylov against Ryan Spann. So that screams a- Apex. Yeah, it's or overseas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or overseas. Overseas. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I. I hope they get out of Apex. <laughs> yeah. Please, please, yeah. for everybody's safety. Uh, UFC 285, March 4, Jessica Panay against Tabitha Ricci. Uh, here's a, a fight we talked about when we did our breaking news update on Wednesday. Wednesday, but uh, March 11th, UFC fight night. Uh, Anthony Smith against Jamal Hill, main event. That should be that should be a hell of a fight. Let's right hope there. that's somewhere in like the Midwest, Nebraska, yeah. Kansas, or something. I and remember that- when the pandemic was when the pandemic hit, they had a, they had a show booked in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. With, I was uh, going to go to that one actually. Get, yeah. I debated too, debated it too. Cause it's a good driving distance. It's about yeah. halfway between you and me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but they were going to do Glover and Anthony Smith there, you know, that'd be a good, good spot to put Anthony Smith against Jamal Hill. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh UFC fight night, uh, March 25th, Macy Barber did sign a new UFC contract. And her, uh, she's going to fight Andrea Lee on that show. I uh, I was expecting uh, Aaron Blanchfield to get Andrea Lee because didn't she called her out? Didn't she yeah. uh, after her win last yeah. uh, couple weeks yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah, maybe they got something better in mind for Aaron Blanchfield. Or or she fights the winner of this. Of that yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't need to rush her. Um, that's a prospect you want to take care of, and yeah. you know, let her yeah. let her be ready. Yeah. You know, January or July or so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, so that uh, that's gonna just that's but just about do it. So a little bit of a shorter show, but we got it just over an hour. So you got your you got your money's worth for this free show. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you I gave you uh, my two cents, yeah. If you're in the habit of checking out uh, Ryan's uh, UFC coverage in the Wrestling Observer, you will know that there was no UFC Wrestling Observer this week. I finished my uh, my job on, uh, you know, I was getting ready to go home, and I, I went to the Observer website, and I was going to print off the latest Observer to read on my lunch hour, and I forgot. There was no Wrestling Observer, so I ended up, uh, I just went and I got takeout and ate my car. But um, yeah, the uh, you'll be back this coming week. Obviously, not just uh, not not in these are not in the next observer. This you didn't do a week. recap of the last show. No, there's no oh, okay. there's no point to. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah that was a pretty lame show. So you got two and weeks da- off. And Dave has so much to catch up with. Live yeah, on the next yeah, one between between having gear. full gear and Survivor Series. Yeah, the Survivor Series. We don't need we don't need a UFC Apex show that ended up being headlined by Kennedy <laughs> and Chuck Wu against Jan Kudilaba in there. I already forgot that. I knew there was a substitute. I, if you had offered me like you know twenty bucks, I couldn't have told you what the main event was last week. Um, the uh, but yeah, yeah, you'll be back with coverage of this card we just previewed. Uh, you know, all Saturday night, and you'll have the Wrestling Observer front page to yourself because there's no other big shows, so you can check that out. And you can check us out on Twitter at Ryan J Frederick uh, or Paul Ace Fontaine. We have the uh, blue check marks that we didn't pay for. For as long as Twitter's around, and and uh, if if it disappears, you can find us elsewhere. Um, check out the Fight Game Media Facebook group and anywhere else that we decide to hang out. I think you're on Discord. Um, and, I don't really use Discord. Though, so. Oh no, I me mean neither. I just I just I don't even know why I brought it up. Um, and for me, I uh, I what did I what did I just recently did something. Oh yeah, I did a show. Um, our uh, I'll plug here. Our uh, buddy uh, David Lovell, uh, 500 songs and. 500 songs and 500 shows series. And I just finished recording with him for my daughter, Emily. Uh, She got the last show and she picked the 20 songs and that's going to drop today as you're listening. So uh, you can check that out. It's free. Uh, Just check out my Facebook. I'll, I'll share it. And uh, and then I'll be back with the dynamite show on the Viking media Patreon tomorrow night. Uh, Jeff Hawkins after a week off for Thanksgiving is back. So uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be breaking down uh, dynamite, which should be a fun show with, uh, Brian Danielson wrestling and MJF talking and who knows whatever else is going on in that show. The Brian young bucks and, and Brian and Dax. Yeah. 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 The young bucks and, uh, and uh, the uh, death triangle should be a lot of fun. The elite and the death triangle. So for Ryan, I'm Paul. And this has been the fight game podcast in the clinch. Take us home, Ryan. You butchered that, man. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm staring at the screen that nobody can see, and I'm I'm trying to remember the name of our show. Well, well, on that note, I hope everybody enjoyed the first hour, five minutes, or 30 seconds of the show. Uh, Hope you all have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc